Good evening. I think it's pretty clear this weekend that the church wants to focus on the resurrection of the body, both in the first reading and in the gospel. It's very clear Jesus focusing upon the resurrection of the body, and we have in Maccabees the resurrection of the Maccabean brothers, them talking about the reality of the resurrection before the time of Jesus. As we profess in both the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed, which goes all the way back to Jesus, right? We say every Mass, I look forward to the resurrection of the dead. And in the Apostles' Creed, I believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. A critically important teaching that we believe and something that's been heavily contested in the history of the church, right? Because as St. Paul says, if Jesus didn't resurrect from the dead, nothing else matters. Doesn't make sense. And so the resurrection of the body here for you this evening. First, I would like to answer the question, when does the resurrection of the body happen? And to know that, to know when the resurrection of the body happens, we talk about two separate judgments, two, two different judgments that we will experience. The first being the particular judgment. When we die, we will be in front of God, and we will have to make a reckoning, an account of our life, right? But then we also have the general judgment. When Jesus comes the second time, time ends and everyone, right, is judged in that moment. A new heaven and a new earth. Everything is made complete and time is done. When Jesus will resurrect all the bodies, either to the resurrection of the blessed, of the righteous, or the resurrection to condemnation, right? Everyone will receive their body back at the end of time. And this in-between time, Everyone, right, the last 2,000 years, because Jesus obviously hasn't come yet, right, this in-between time, for those who are in heaven, or those who are in the afterlife, right, they have immortal souls. They still haven't received the body, but they have the immortal soul, right, the, the soul we have that lives after our death. And we know of our existence of our soul because of death itself. The very difference, right, between a corpse and all of us. One's alive and one isn't, right? That's how we know that we have a soul infused by God, given to us by God to be immortal. And so, right, the people who are in heaven right now have not received their bodies. They're still awaiting their glorified body to be risen from the dead. And we will all have a resurrected body. That's going to happen. What is the body like? What is the resurrected body like? This is fun, right? It's the same body as we have now, and yet it's different. You're like, Father, that's super precise, really helpful. It's the same but different. You can say that about a lot of things, right? It's the same and different, and we'll go through some examples, right, of how Jesus' resurrected body, because it all comes back to Jesus, shows us what our resurrected body will be like. My high school students always make sure to ask, well, will I have an 80-year-old body like the body when I die? Or like my 16-year-old body that I have now? 
I don't know. That's a great question, right? Will I have hair or will I be bald? I don't know. Depends, right? And so the resurrected body that we will all receive is the same and different. How is it the same? Jesus, right after the resurrection, appears to his apostles up in the upper room, right? And he eats fish. He says, give me some fish to eat. He talks to them. He walks with them, converses with them. He makes the apostles, right? And St. Thomas, we all remember, put my finger into my side, right? He's not a ghost. It's not, we don't say he resurrected from the dead. He has a body in some nice uh, sort of metaphorical sense. No, it's a real body, right? You can feel it, touch it. And yet, it's different. Why? The apostles are locked in the upper room, right? They talk about being locked up in the upper room for fear of the Jews. And Jesus passes through the wall. He passes through the locked door to be with them. We have Mary Magdalene, who encounters him immediately after the resurrection, and she doesn't, right, she isn't able to see him. She doesn't recognize who he is until he calls her by name and reveals himself to her. And all of a sudden, she's able to recognize him. The disciples are walking on their way to Emmaus. And this whole walk, they have no idea that it's Jesus until the breaking of the bread. He reveals himself right in the Eucharist. That there's all of these examples, right, where we will be the same and yet different than we are now. Something will be different. And what will be the most different? It's at the end of the gospel today. God is not God of the dead, but of the living. That we are going to be more alive, everyone, in heaven with our resurrected bodies than we are right now. That the saints in heaven are more alive than us. It's baffling to think about, but that's what we're here to look for, right? That's what we're searching for. That's what we want. And we will never die again. We will never die again. We will live in eternity with God. And so it's important here to end to focus on what it all comes back to. The resurrected body comes back to the resurrected Jesus. You all remember the story of Martha and Mary grieving the loss of their brother Lazarus. And Mary comes out right to Jesus and says, Lord, if you would have come earlier, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus says, Mary, do you believe in the resurrection of the dead? She says, yes, Lord, of course I do. I believe we will all resurrect at the end of time. And what does Jesus say? This very fascinating line. No, Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. That Jesus is saying, it's not just at the end of time. We don't have to somehow just wait for the glory of heaven and hate life here on earth and say, wow, life is so hard. <laughs> Jesus is saying, everyone, you can experience the fullness of life. You can start living a resurrected life right now through me.
through Jesus, that we can live in the resurrection through Jesus, right? Through the sacraments, through prayer, and primarily through the Eucharist. The body, blood, soul, divinity of Jesus Christ himself, the resurrected body of Jesus. We consume him every mass, the resurrected body. And as we consume him, we become more like him. We start to actually experience, participate in the resurrection. We start to receive his very own life. That's what we do every, every week at Mass. We receive the resurrection so that we can live it now. Not just at the end of time, but right now. And so it's so important, everyone, to let Jesus, to give Jesus permission to work in your life, right? To start experiencing the resurrection, the divine life of God right now. That we give Jesus permission to do that. Jesus, make it possible. Let me experience the resurrection. My weakness is too much to bear. I need you. Let him make your weakness, your need, into like his glorious body, as St. Paul says. Jesus wants to do it for you. He wants us to experience the glory of the resurrection starting here on earth so we can be with him forever in heaven. Jesus, we give you permission. We give you permission every day to experience the resurrection. Redeem us. Lift up our weakness so we may be glorified in you and we may glorify you every day of our life.